And we're live. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for joining us again. I'd like to welcome an uh, old friend of mine, Steve Capriccioni. Steve? Jerry, how you doing? Thanks uh, for having me on, my friend. Steve, thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Now, Steve, how long have we known each other for a long time? Say, uh, like 15, 16 years? 16 years. It was 2003 when I first met Mike, and we were in a band together. Great. Yes, sir. It's a practice <laughs> in your basement. I, I, how can I forget? Well, how old does that make you back then? Um, oh three. Yeah, sixteen. I was twelve. Yeah. Holy shit! It's been a long time, huh? Yeah, seventeen. Seventeen fucking years, huh? Yep. And you've been playing music ever since, right? Yeah, I was playing drums at the time, and thinking I was a drummer, and I continued to live that lie until I was about. 21 when i started working full-time as a security guard i was um doing security at a private school obviously and uh they had a music mm -hmm. department and that's when i was really starting to play around and uh change my love for piano i mean i got a keyboard for my birthday when i was like 16 or 17 and i kind of mm -hmm. fiddled around with it as a hobby but yep once i started working there i had 24 7 access to all different shapes and sizes of pianos and I just uh, I worked there for eight or nine years and full time and just practiced and wrote every day and then uh, joined another band along the way called M8 the Lion with oh, my good yeah. friend Danny Smith. I remember M8 the Lion absolutely. Absolutely, he might uh, he might even be stopping by to drop off a shirt or something like that. He was just hitting <laughs> me up. I have to huh? sign some old M8 the Lion merch for someone, I guess. But uh, really, yeah. Anywho, yeah. that being said, autograph. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure he already got. <laughs> I'm sure he already has he has Dylan and John pegged down. So, oh, but uh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Sorry, buddy. Um, I yeah, no. Um, and then joining M.A. the Lion forced me to become skilled really quick. I'm not saying I'm skilled, but I had to get better than what I was basically uh -huh. overnight because Danny, um, the drummer, and my friend Dylan yep. were already very much further ahead in their instruments than I wasn't mine and uh, just playing with those guys for as long as I did and writing the way we wrote uh, mm -hmm. really expanded my playing and uh, it just it, it, I've just been able to I haven't been able to stop ever since I don't think I ever will no, yeah. no I mean you, you are being very humble but you are very talented <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> not to make you feel awkward no no I mean not at all <laughs> I mean, um, I get that a lot, and I know that sounds braggadocious, but I do no, get no, that I a lot. You. But it it's it's hard for me to accept the comment. Accept it, yeah. I, I mean, hear you. Like, uh, because you you think you can be better, you can always be better. Absolutely, right? you know I mean? absolutely. And I've been slacking, but I've heard it from uh -huh. I've heard it from musicians who I've played with who are very talented and very mm -hmm. much more uh, involved in music. Like they full time musicians, touring bands have uh -huh. have complimented me up and down and stuff like that, and. I, obviously, I take those compliments like it means more to me than like some jerk like you're really good, man. Like at a bar, something like yeah, that. some but, fucking jerk off. But, yeah, but um, but but uh, it, I I just got to get better at taking it and, and believing it. But you know, you never want to get too big ahead because I think for a while there I was getting yeah. ahead and like yeah. too big ahead, and then I saw some other players and just like yeah, I have quite the ways to go, quite the ways to go. So the humble I could, the more humble <coughs> I am, the better I hope. You know. Yeah. No. Um. 
Do you like to sing? I I know you've sang in the past. Well, yeah, um, I love to sing. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think I have a good voice at all. I think no. It serves the music I do yeah. uh, on my own well, but but I I need to ex- expand it. I, I was uh-huh. like so I my own project is called Ourselves on TV, and it's sort of like a synth pop, electro pop, dream pop, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, I put out a full length back in 2016, so been dormant yeah. for three years. But it it at first I was writing songs, and then I realized that I'm like I don't want anyone else singing my song so i better yeah, yeah at least get serviceable at it yeah and um i think i got my voice to the point where i i could handle my own songs but the stuff i'm writing now in fact i was writing one today that i'm realizing i mm-hmm. i need i need some work and uh i just been hurting my voice too much and uh, and and not singing that's a lethal combination you have to it's like anything else the you have to keep the oils flowing in order to yeah, you, you have to keep it lubed up, right? Absolutely. Uh, otherwise, you you, you could be, be like a tin man, right? Yeah, you lock right up. You don't want that. <laughs> no, Steve, I do remember. I remember um, this was years ago. I did really enjoy one of your songs that you sang. You remember you were with the band with uh, Mike and Jim played in it, and you played the keyboard. You guys played like Knights of Columbus and stuff. Yeah, it was one of my a quick, short-lived solo project. That yeah, I, very. I, <laughs> I never saw those things through. No, but I, I did. You know. Enjoy that, like when you're saying, and I see you on Facebook and stuff. No, I mean, it is good. I mean, I do like. I mean, I, again, I'm some jackass of the boss. <laughs> so, I mean, no, you're cultured, you're worldly. You know what the hell you're talking about. I mean, I do have my own podcast. Yeah, exactly. I see. I'm the guest on your show, not the other way around. <laughs> no, please, please. <laughs> I'm telling you. But now you play for. I mean, I'm trying to say it right, Quadrafunk. Yes, yeah, so I'm actually in two bands at the moment. Two Quadrafunk bands. and Ghost Chief. Ghost, um, I, I haven't had a Ghost Chief yet. Ghost Chief, so I'll, I'll say this, in case anyone hears it, this isn't by no means offense. I, I was invited to join Quadrafunk. Yeah. So that being said, uh, it's actually, to be honest with you, I've had, I've, at the Quadrafunk shows, I've had some of the most fun and have been able to express myself the most freely more than any band I've been in. Mm-hmm. I've had some of the most fun on stage as I have with those guys, and they're all great guys and, you know, supremely talented, and I've got to have a lot of fun experiences and meet a lot of new people through that band. Yeah. Uh, that being said, when it comes to Ghost Chief, Ghost Chief, I grew from the ground up. Really? Well, I was a part of it, yeah. So my friend Ted McDonald from The Workout, I had met him when I was in Inmate the Lion. Our bands okay. used to play shows together. He's phenomenally talented. In fact, you should have him on. Or us. You should have Ghost Chief on. Yeah, no, absolutely. If uh, if you guys want to come on next time, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll talk off air about it. <laughs> but um, I... <clears throat> I was there. He wrote all the songs, and he was real shy and stuff, and uh-huh. wasn't sure how to present them. And I had Cop Blanche to put my own sprinkles on it, if you will, and mm-hmm. come in. And then we did that in 2012 and released it in 2013, and it slowly gained a pretty sizable cult following uh-huh. over the years. Like we would, we played our first show at a basement in Alston. Another friend of us, a band called Actor Observer, and when we got down there and started mm-hmm. playing. I, other than the the band and a couple kids, I didn't really know anyone at all. Oh, really? And we stopped playing. I'm like, all right, well, this will be so-so. And Ted didn't even have to sing. They were singing all the words. They they were feverishly singing them. They, really? They knew all the little eccentricities and different vocal stops of, like in the songs that you could tell they had, were really passionate about it. And That's awesome. So, it, so right now, if I have to say, like as much as I love being in Quadrifunk, obviously I have 
more at stake, more <coughs> invested in Ghost Chief being yeah. a founding member. Absolutely. And, and stuff like that. And that's nothing against Quadrifunk at all. I'll still, I'll st- I can still continue to balance both, uh, both yeah. bands. Um, because uh, I was actually just out in San Francisco this past winter. Oh, really? Nice. To uh, for Ghost Chief, we uh, finished mixing our album with a producer named Jack Shirley. He did a band called Deaf Heaven, and they were nominated for a Grammy. And oh, that's and awesome! Name dropping like hell here, but hey, gang, hey, fucking keep going. Yeah, <laughs> keep but going. Uh, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd never been to California before. Um, no, I love California. It's fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah, absolutely! And going out there for music, it's like the dream. And oh, uh, absolutely, I got to play, and he was. Really impressed with that sound, and he helped make uh-huh. the album sound great. Uh, sound great. It's actually called Paint Leaves. It's out now. Ghost Chief. It's on Spotify, <laughs> Bandcamp, YouTube, iTunes. You name it. It's out there. Um, and uh, yeah, except for one night when I got uh, egregiously uh, hammered. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> like I got completely shit faced and made a total ass of myself, which yeah, is it happens. Unfortunately, par for the course and. Yeah. Not uh not an attractive trait for a gentleman of my age, going on thirty three. But uh, nevertheless, you know. Hey, you, you know, you you having a good time. It just you know. You only live once, my over, friend. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, alcohol uh, helps. It helps me. Uh, Groove. It does. I can't lie. Um, it helps you boogie, right? It it does. It it the uh, it helps me write. Some people, uh, I think marijuana has become so much more uh embraced and that's what i'm which i'm all for i smoke a little bit but i can't handle it i'm just too mental yeah it gives my anxiety is through the roof and uh the fear the, i'm not talking about getting shit face i'm just talking about having yeah that, just, that, that glow after a couple of yeah just two just to, a couple of casuals four, you know I'm a, I'm a lot lighter than i was like it used to take me an 18 pack to <laughs> yeah back in the, the day feel, oh yeah like you know well, in my it, 20s yeah yeah now it's like i, I get a six pack of Bud light and i'm fine and that's all i need and that just kind of settles the demons and yeah, i'm just, able to sort of write and perform with a clear head yeah and just you know helps you focus i should probably see someone about that but yeah, it's all right <laughs> we <should> probably stop <laughs> yeah you're gonna problems <laughs> look at ernest hemingway you know yeah he, you fucking i mean granted he did kill himself <laughs> hey maybe he did have some great you know artwork he, he fucking you know made leave something good behind that's all i can ask for <laughs> yeah um but yeah, so San Francisco was a trip. It was great. Uh, album sounded awesome, and uh, now um, my main focus, like my personal focus, don't let uh, yep. the Quarterfunk guys or Ted or Danny hear this. But I, I'm really, I've been sitting on like the dragon, like in Lord of the Rings, just sitting on the pile of gold. Yeah. I've just been sitting on a pile of material for five years, and lately it's been coming in droves. And I think I, I think it's high high time I start to put this work in on the sophomore follow-up for um little comfort the first mm-hmm. ourselves on tv album which got you know granted yeah i'm a, like a my friends and family and some and it <laughs> spread around and i sent it to yeah. like some overseas blogs and stuff and put this way for the most part everyone that heard it at yeah. least enjoyed it no one i didn't really people didn't hate it which was yeah. i was terrified of oh absolutely I mean, yeah it's very scary putting anything that you, you make out there absolutely I mean, even the stupid podcast you know what i mean i'm, I'm afraid to get somewhat bad feedback and this is just something for fun well you know what i mean luckily you have someone who can talk and talk you don't even have to say a word <laughs> no it's beautiful no it's beautiful you know it's just saying so is, is this is this the second album from this is the one from 2016 right yes this will okay. be a follow-up um i've uh and so in that time i've yeah moved around a bunch of had i had a 
I had a really bad breakup two years ago, and that kind of f- fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, and right. uh, and I had to move back home, and, and it was just it was a, it was messy. But I got over that. Yeah. And then I just got dumped again two oh, weeks geez. ago. Two weeks ago today, oh, actually. Yeah. I'm and, sorry uh, to hear it. That was a two month fling. It was actually the girl I met that night when. But, uh, no shit. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that kid. So that came <laughs> oh, with... I remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you all yeah. fired up. Get a number. Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So it was it was fun for two months, but I I got a little more invested in it than she did, and yeah, you know that's all there is to it. We're two different people, and but uh, that sort of thing I thrive on in a uh, way. I love. I'm a glutton for pain because that's what helps me. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and now say if I if I had some sort of recording contract and. I had a way to make a living off of that pain yeah. by selling records and, and touring, then it would be worth it. But considering I just live at home and work full time, <laughs> it's now I, I no longer have the stars in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Do not get me don't get me wrong. I'd love it if something happened, but yeah. like I said, I'm 32. I just want to make music for me to enjoy. Yeah. And if and if one other person likes it and it and it connects with them, and it speaks to them, and it helps them through the kind of shit that I'm going through or whatever it may be, then. Oh yeah, that's a, that's all I asked for. No, honestly. I do absolutely. Right, I mean, I mean, I mean, like Steve. I mean, you're still young. I mean, you know, realistically, all you need is one right person to hear it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You know, and the internet's a, a hell of a vehicle to <laughs> to move that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it it sure is. I mean, it definitely opens a lot of options for a lot of people. Yeah. You know. But uh. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, it gets started. Actually. Ted McDonald from Ghost Chief is going to be producing it because the first album I did, so I was reluctant to record it because I was still very much, I had all my eggs in one basket and that was I Made the Lion. I didn't want anything yeah. to do with my personal music. Yeah. Well, you, that, you guys played for years, didn't you? A couple we, of years? We did. We did. And we got a huge following and, and I'm very thankful and grateful for what I Made the Lion was able to accomplish in the short time it did. Yeah. And, um, and the lasting impact it had around this little small area there's some uh-huh. people that it meant a lot to and that and that meant a lot and it still means a lot to me to this day uh you know because i helped grow that from the ground up but um oh, absolutely man that being said at that time i didn't want to think about doing anything else and when it started to fall apart my a, a cousin of mine who didn't like i make the line i see my my friends and family from my high school days before i was really into music yeah they only listened to like Kiss and Jammin' and whatever. They, you know, they only like pop, top. Yeah, music. yeah, they weren't really. And they used to call it Made the Lion emo and stuff like that. It wasn't emo <laughs> at all, but but that was the sort of ignorance that I had yeah. to encounter. So when people from that aspect of my life were t- trying to dictate to me what to do with my musical path, yeah. I was offended. I'm like, because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You have... You have whatever that Maddie in the morning is telling you to listen to. Know, that's man. all. Oh my god! Yeah, that's all you want to hear. You want to hear. I hate morning radio, but that, that's I, a but that, that's a whole whole, whole separate subject. It's, it's nothing against it, but you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. so they. I, I'm like they don't. I'm not trying to sound like a music snob because I'm not really either. I'm not going into record stores and digging deep. I don't own vinyl or nothing like that. But <laughs> I like to think I have a bit more appreciation for. I hate to sound like weird, but like lesser mainstream music. I don't know. So when I had those kind of people telling me. To pursue my music just because it was more poppy than than what I was doing with Emma, I shunned it. So once I made the line fell apart, my cousin was like, "Listen, he was making a lot of money. He he got a very good job, and he was single yeah. and everything. He's married with kids now, but at the time he just had money to burn. Um, and he fronted me over two grand, just straight up. And he just said, oh, get shit. it started. And You're then, um, and so I I got like five sessions in, 
And I was in, I just fell in love with it because it was 100% me. I got to mm-hmm. do all my songs. I did all the music myself, wrote everything. And I just kept writing. And next thing I know, I, I, I went back to him like, uh, I kind of... I kind of burnt through the the two grand, and I uh, the money. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah, and he's like, "You're on your own," but that got me started, and so I yeah I I, I worked I recorded, so I paid for the rest of it by myself, and mm-hmm. I never got a fully finished um, bill oh, or, bill, or yeah. bill. Like I don't know what the final tally was, but with his money and then the rest of my money, I would say yeah. I spent about fifteen grand in tracking alone. Um, I was up over like a hundred and 80 190 hours of tracking so um, wow i I don't know what tracking is it's recording okay plugging in the instruments micing them up vocals because i would keep changing stuff i would would write other songs in the studio i the the, i loved it but i think it's a curse he would let me take the sessions home Uh after i tracked him every night i would Uh i'd make him mix it down rough mix it and let me take it home and i would literally sleep on it record it drive around to it listen to it and I became obsessed with every square, little square inch of my song, and I would cr- write little changes, and I'd like, I'll add a shaker in here, something as minuscule as that. Yeah. And it just led to the yeah. sessions just dragging and dragging, but I loved it, though. I really, he hated it. I think by the Jim Keeney, he's phenomenally talented. Yeah. He recorded him, Emmett the Lion, and a number of other bands. Yeah. Um, he, he, he didn't hate it, I can't say that, but he just, he saw, it went on for two years. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was like, uh, uh, just an insane project. I kind of went a little mental, but um, I ended up recording 22 songs. Yeah, I cut nine of them and ended up with 13. Um, so I think this time around, I'm not going to have that kind of budget. Yeah. I, I don't want to spend that kind of money. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to need to because I don't need to go into an actual studio like I did. Yeah. Um, there are some pros and cons. I don't think I'll get as good as a sound. So that uh-huh. means I'm going to have to adapt my writing and performance to the tools I have at my disposal, mm-hmm. meaning just a laptop pro tools, yeah. a bedroom microphone. And uh, if I have to, if I have to spring for a real studio for a few sessions, like vocals or something, mm-hmm. I will do that. But I just, I, I flat out won't be able to afford another $15,000 Bonanza to record an album that like sold. <laughs> Bonanza. It, it, yeah. It, I made about 2,500 of it back. Yeah. So I lost money in that, in that deal. So like, um, and, and like the, I did like a press thing with like this company that's still trying to get money out of me. And it was oh, like really? a college radio distribution. That was nuts. I just yeah. I won't even get into it. But uh, I think I even did like a GoFundMe that I think I still owe everyone hard copies. Like I, I defrauded <laughs> many people. And if you're hearing this and you contribute that GoFundMe, I apologize. It just went off the rails. Yeah, it went off the rails. That money's gone. <laughs> I'm not laughing about it, but in a way that's I don't feel good about it. But I no, spent, I, I, yeah, yeah, definitely, I hear you. I didn't. I spent it on finishing it, and and, and mm. I just did, didn't have enough. I, and nobody gave a shit anyway. Nobody cares. At the end of the day, nobody cares. People think you know. People only have enough room in their hearts for certain, for a few things, whether it's music or family or friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to even get like a quick afterthought in someone's mind, my songs oh, uh, hum for a second, then. I've lived a an enriched life, as it were, you know? <laughs> hey, man, I, I've always enjoyed all the stuff you did, from fucking Frayed to when I saw you fucking, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. You know, I, 
Well, that explains it. Well, you have a horrible taste, so that explains that. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? A horrible <laughs> Get that straight. It was a high school band. We just started off. I don't know, dude. When I was 13, I thought I was cool. That's yeah, true. You know what I no, mean? In the moment. If you heard it now, you'd walk I'm not, out. I'm sure. You'd be like, I, you wouldn't even pay I'm, a free cover charge to see that. I'm no sure. offense to Brendan, Danny, Pat, myself, Michael, you know, but, you know, we were just kids. No, I, yeah, it was a I good even time. listened to the accurate. I listened to the accurate enemy record. Oh my god! I forgot about accurate enemy. And uh, just my, and I was drumming for it, and huh? and I cringe obviously. But that <laughs> being cringed. said, it was important for all of us at that time because and that was fourteen years ago, literally oh fourteen god. years ago. Jesus, and um, it, it that was the first time I was in a quote unquote real studio, yeah. and it I haven't looked back since since then. That's something like this is what I want to do, um. And now I'm doing it, and I'm just not getting paid for it. But so, <laughs> dreams come true. But, but yeah, it's freaking wild, man. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it was you know, it was pretty much like a just a stepping stone to fucking launch you where you are now. Growing up, you know, you know. I mean, I was in a band back in the day. I mean, I was. I heard that now. I'd probably be embarrassed. I remember. You know what I mean? You guys used to practice down there too. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were the uh, the raffle tickets. The raffle. <laughs> yeah. Were you guys punk? Uh, kind of. I don't know. We played a little, a little, little bit of classic rock. Yeah. You know, maybe a little punkish. Any but, Green Day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think I remember. Yeah. But uh, we, we actually got the name. Pretty, pretty sure we were an Akron, an Akron Enemy show at the Kingston uh, Knights of Columbus. Yeah. And me and Shields. You, know, you remember Mike Shields? Yeah. You're wicked stoned. Comes up to me. He's like, dude, we should call ourselves the raffle tickets so people take out their raffle tickets and come out. It was the stupidest thing I've Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it was a riot. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, laugh- I'm laughing hysterically right now. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> no, on, but I, on, I realized halfway through that was a terrible story. No, no, not at all. Not, no, because Mike, because it reminds me, and that's a great gimmick to do that. Because yeah. my cousin JT yeah. told me you should call yourselves free beer and pretzels. Yeah. So it's like tonight, free beer and pretzels. Everyone come in. Wasn't well, that like the, um, the, 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 the beer naked ladies did that? Oh, I think. For, for the name? Really? I hadn't yeah, heard that, but that yeah, explains to, it. To get people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BNL. So. Yeah, they were huge back then. So I let's um, what, what like like what, what are some of your favorite bands, Steve? Like what like biggest influences growing up? Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna sound like an idiot. So I I'm not cool at all. I'm really not. I wish I no? I wish my, like my mom had some sort of sick record. Well, she did. She she actually had a lot of CDs. I, yeah. She have records, but she had a shit ton of music. But it was all. Like top pop? forty from her day, you know, but well, but yeah. stuff that's like foreign to us, like yeah. foreigner, air supply, Fleetwood Mac, yeah, uh, you know, Aerosmith, cr- cranberries. She had like the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else was she big in on? Like Bob Dylan, and so like I, I yeah, and I would just and I would take her when as I got older, I'd take her CDs and 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 put them into my little Walkman CD, you know, thing. And, oh yeah, back in the I yeah, back put in the it day, in my cargo shorts pocket, and ride <laughs> my Huffy mountain, mountain bike to my cousin Pat's house. <laughs> But uh, the band that, like, for some reason, really um, resonated with me was the Cranberries. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I don't know yeah. why it just has so happened. Um, I loved her voice. I loved the cor- the chorus of '90s effects they use on the guitar. Oh, yeah. The washed out snare drum sounds, like the piccolo snares or whatever they like. Um, you know, it, it was the right mix of uh, rock and like emotional. Because I have always been a very like sort of sappy sad kind of depressed guy mm-hmm. um and i come off as very goofy like i was voted class clown and shit but oh, like really but yeah i kind of just like wanted 
like want to die sometimes like not literally but you know what i mean like yeah. i take everything i read too much into everything and i just get bummed out and i love sad music i love pretty beautiful sad music it's like classical music i took a bunch of classical records i had like prokofiev and rachmaninoff and and franz liszt and all these really pretty sad and just music and pieces and atmosphere and that's what i liked i wasn't i mean i did get into heavier music once i started getting more involved with emmy the lion and that spoke mm-hmm. to me too but in my like teenage years, my formative years, that sort of music uh, transcribed how I was feeling inside. I was yeah. always sad. I was like, I always yeah. had the crush on the girl that didn't like me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, yeah. and I love to beat myself up over that sort of thing. Yeah. I still kind of do clearly. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I just ate that shit up and feeling sorry for yourself. I, maybe, I, like I said, maybe I should get help about it. I don't know, but major seventh chords, just dreamy, spacey. Minus sixes and pretty, pretty just also I, I'm not gonna like get too like technical not that I know I can't read music so I don't know what I'm doing but there's just certain certain motifs about like that sort of sad music that um that I, that I enjoy and, and it puts me in a better mood like especially mm-hmm. if I'm not feeling sad if I'm like wicked happy putting on a sad song just amplifies that feeling and if I'm sad putting on a sad song sort of um still has that same effect but but that's when the happy music does sort of kick in yeah uh, so the other day, I I sincerely doubt you'll hear this. So fuck it, I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> okay. I got a story for you. All right. So, so for uh, it's actually come full circle with both these girlfriends. So I had had a really that first girlfriend a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I had I had a, a rough experience. Let's just say I won't tell the story, but I was extremely drunk. Okay. And um. And this was months after we had broken up, and I went over to visit, and everything was friendly. And I I did some dumb things, and I had to, and I went back to over to my old house, and uh, it was a mess. I did something stupid, and I I, I fleed from fleed, flung, flew, whatever. I took off from the house, and 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 just shame and terror, and I was driving home, way too drunk, but I had to get out of there, and I wasn't in the right state of mind, and yes. uh, and I do not advocate this kind of behavior or condone it it's horrible but at that time it was fight or flight and i i chose flight and i i took off and um just driving through the back roads um could have nearly killed myself or someone else in my car and mm-hmm. and in that moment i'll be honest with you i was hoping that the car would just take over and i'd lose control and i'd hit mm-hmm. a tree and that would be that i know it sounds kind of dark but it, i i had such a low feeling of myself at that point yeah all the while i'm punching myself in the face Driving with the left hand, punch myself in the face with the right hand, yeah. and going 70, cross-eyed drunk. It was a recipe for disaster. I don't know how I made it home alive yeah. without hurting myself or some others, but I did. Um, I never told anyone that story. Probably shouldn't have said it on here, but fuck it. Okay. So I wrote a song yeah. um, about it, and uh, and I only have the first verse so far, but I have the music. And yeah. I tracked a demo with, with Ted, and... Um, it, it it really speaks to me and it's like really uplifting. And mm-hmm. then with the Ghost Chief thing in Quadrifunk, all those demo sessions I was doing over this past fall and winter with Ted stopped. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that song. Yeah. Fast forward to this past week after the breakup and stuff, I've been thinking more about myself and, mm-hmm. and what I want to do and get out of life and how to be happy. I don't want to feel, I don't ever want to feel like I don't ever want to feel like that again. Like that day, yeah. I really don't. Absolutely, I want to be happy. I want to. I want to live life. I. I. I want yeah. to get the. I want to live to be a hundred if I can. You know. No, absolutely. Um. But that being said, 
so I recently re-downloaded that demo on mm -hmm. my, my new phone. So I had that on my hip. Yeah. Touched this a couple days ago. I uh, woke up. I want to go watch the Celtics game, that gate pass game one. Oh, uh, and Sunday, right? Yep. Sunday. Yep. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to go out and just be seen, see and be seen. I don't know maybe drink amongst a couple of cute girls or something like that, or yeah. call my buddies and just enjoy the game. Nothing too crazy, mm -hmm. you know. Just get back out there, you know, and just yeah. and and. So uh, I go into town, and I won't give all the details, but I went to a bar that. I usually frequent, and there's not a lot of people out. This is in in Boston. In Boston, okay. I'm walking up to the to the bar, patio out front. Yeah, and I see a couple. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that kind of looks like my ex. I feel like, uh -huh. and the closer I got, I'm like, oh my fucking god, I'm like ninety percent sure that's her. I'm like, yeah. that's got to be her, dude. And uh, I I just was like quickly walked in and sat down like next to a couple at the back of the guy was real tall next to me to my right yeah. and there was like a pillar like next to me to my right yeah. so i because so her line she's from media closet basically mm -hmm. a little further and i i didn't want her to think i was talking i blocked her on all social media i have yeah. no idea if I, I, to, yeah as it, i said it, it was just a fucking just a random incident completely she doesn't live yeah. anywhere around there like, i have no yeah, idea no, it's, like, it's a nightmare seeing the ex in public absolutely I, I, I agree with that. like that soon and stuff and with another Ugh. fucking guy come on like you know what i mean yeah. so that I was feeling like I was shaking. I was freaking out, yeah. and and I got a good look at her, and and I won't describe it or anything. It is what it is, but it, I'm like that mother of fucking god. That is her. Yeah. Like if I had, if someone had a gun in my head and said to save your life, was that her? I would have to say yes because I'm yeah. that sure it was her. Now I'm not 100 percent sure, but I was like, yeah. I didn't want this girl to think I'm fucking stalking. Yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Yeah, that's. But a... I had actually gone there with her before. You know what I yeah, mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and so. I was shaking, trembling. I'm freaking out. I'm like, how in the flight? Go, go fucking figure. So, and it was a very weird tug of war. I, yeah. I want to go over there and be like, because she's like, oh, I want to focus on myself and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if I got cheated on. Like the last couple of days, I, yeah, you I just, don't even you just don't me, know. Yeah, I, I kind of want to know, but for the most part, I don't. it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to move on. I don't want to fucking know. Yeah. But seeing that made me like that. Yeah, it's that, that was quick, you know. Like, yeah. I want to focus on myself in school, and yeah, and then she's with some other guy. Yeah, like and they looked all morning after they were getting brunch. It was like eleven thirty. Like yeah. we all know what happened. Yeah, you can't fuck. So, so I was just okay. like, that's all going through my head. I'm just like shaking. The bartender, when I initially sat down, put a beer menu in front of me, mm -hmm. and uh, he's like, "You need a drink, buddy." I'll say, "I'm like, no, I, I can't drink." He's like, "You all right?" I'm like, "Listen," I like lean him in. I'm like, "Buddy." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like 90% sure that's my ex. I, I have no idea how this happened. Yeah. I absolutely cannot stay here. But I, there's no way in hell I'm walking through that fucking door. I can't. I can't do it. Do you have yeah. like a back door or something you can like hustle me out if he's like, I got you. Oh, that was so just, move just, him. Just, dude, just let me, not by the hand, but he just like yeah, let me no, back yeah, behind out. the kitchen line, you know, the food oh, line. Yeah, beautiful. Took me through the kitchen and stuck me out the back. And uh, I just walked out, of, walked as far away from that bar as I could. And um, I sat down at another place, had half a Bud Light, and like mm. I mustered up enough like mental clarity to just go home. And I just went to the gym, worked out, and like watched mm. the game. And but on my way home, so so you can, I'm very hot on myself, you know. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't take that. I don't think I don't think anyone would kind of take that thing. I'm not able to pick myself up and dust myself up. I'm. It has been easier. Put yeah. it this way, I handled this one. A lot better, a lot better than that saying. first one. Believe yeah, me, no, to I, do I, not, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even be here right now. I'd be in my room crying. Yeah, but but seeing that obviously 
uh, it, it, it gives you a lot of emotions. And I remember driving and I put, I just like, fuck it. I need, I need, I need to hear something. So I put on that demo and just that music, it was like, when that when the drums kick in the piano line, it's just a really pretty but upbeat song. It's upbeat, mid-tempo, but it has this yeah. undertone of sadness that I purposely put in there. And it just fucking nailed it, man. I'm telling you, it nailed it. And it was just like a drug. I was like, oh, this is what I fucking need. I'm just driving down 93. Like, fucking back in action. Yeah, I can Like, oh, yeah. And and I think now I'm going to finish that song, obviously. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put any like overtly blatant references to that shit but i definitely have enough uh material to thinly veil things and just sort of move on and and so like you know does it hurt yeah but i'm over it you know i'm 32 uh, there's plenty of people out there there's plenty oh, of girls that, like, absolutely good. best shape of my life right now like i, I, I was been, gonna say so you, i mean you, you, you look great I mean, you, you look so much better thanks buddy you know I mean, trying I mean? to just get healthier mind body and soul should probably Stop drinking, and I'm definitely uh, gonna be, you know, I know, I, I mean, getting I, some I, help soon for for all sorts of issues I have. So I stop being right. so hard on myself. Stop worrying about what other people think. You know what I mean? Because it's been hot. I've never been able to be one of those people who are able to walk into a room full of people yeah. and not be terrified of the judgment that may right. or may not be heading your way. Right. I I got made fun of and shit on a lot, like especially in high school and a little afterwards, like, and it just fucked me up. Girls would just call me ugly to my face. Jeez. Oh yeah, it was brutal. It was. It really was, and it kind of. In hindsight, you know, post mortem, I'm like, yeah, I think that had a lot more of a mental toll. It makes you just feel worthless. Yeah. You feel like a joke. I'm the class clown. I'm this goofy looking creep. Yeah. I have no. I have no worth. I, I'm. I'm. I have an inability to be loved or to love. I. I, I am perpetually going to be alone and. And I deserve it. And like, yeah, I know it sounds dark and stuff, but that's how I think. And music was a as a not a way out per se but yeah. it's a way to sort of turn that that light around and just sort of be like well there it is and and harness it to um turn it into something positive if i can i think that only the true way out is through f- family friends uh professional help clearly and um yeah, like I'm sorry this t- t- took such a heavy turn, but no man, no, you caught me at a bad time, buddy. No, I, 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 or a good time rather. Yeah, you know I appreciate you opening up and fucking telling your story. But um, we're we're at thirty minutes. I like to do another thirty. But my my front of the bathroom real quick. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be right back, folks. And we're back. Okay, Steve. How you doing, bud? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. I really enjoyed the first half. Um, I, same, same. I definitely appreciate you coming over. I, I don't like to stop halfway through, but I had like two glasses of water than two drinks. Oh, I understand. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> so I, had, so I had to relieve myself. Absolutely, you have to be excused. You know. Yeah. This, but, um, the, the second half will, will be much more lighthearted. I promise. No, Steve, Steve, you do you. I am very, I, I you know, I'm very, I'm uh, enjoying the conversation. Okay, well, all right. Well, here are the top ten reasons why I suck as a person. All right, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, sometimes you gotta let it out, brother. You know we need mean? another hour. No, I'm fine. You know, sometimes, sometimes you, sometimes you let it out. No, I'm the you know, best. you know what's just funny though. Um, I had uh, my friend Mike Edwards on two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he just broke up with his girlfriend too. So you're not the first person on the show who you just recently broke up with their girlfriend. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's a bad omen to get people on the show. Yeah, right. Well, luckily it happened afterwards, so we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So. But I think I'm. I think uh, 
I'm actually going to take some advice I was given and just focus on myself and get the help I need before uh, I'm able to try to get involved with someone else emotionally like that, you know? Oh, yeah, dude, believe me, I uh, I kind of tapped out of relationships myself a while ago. Unless you're completely comfortable with yourself, you got to, for the other person's sake as well, it's not fair. Oh, absolutely. You can't give what you don't have, as they say, you know? No, I would definitely like to uh, lose a couple LBs. I can help. And, 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 and kind of get my shit together. I can help. I have many methods. Do you really? Oh, yeah. But they'll they'll get you... We'll get you committed. Yeah? Yeah. You know, but step one, fucking just hit the gym. Simple yeah. as that. It's the best thing. It's the best feeling. It really yeah. is. I mean, I wish I had done that in my 20s, um, honestly. Um, it, it's true what they say about that. It's not a high, I don't think. But it's like a, that feeling of positivity and actually yeah. accomplishing something. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's completely selfish, obviously. Yeah. You're not helping anyone but yourself. But in the long term... Feeling better about yourself, feeling more confident and comfortable, Absolutely. allows you to help someone else. Like you, you're, you're able to give more of yourself. I feel, yeah. And um, and that's that's kind of the road I I like going down. So it's just a double-edged sword of positivity, positivity, if you will. Yeah, no. It's a good good album name. <laughs> no, I I know what you mean. Like I definitely want to feel better about myself. I mean, like I do get down on myself sometimes because oh, I'm just some fucking fat weirdo. But I, I mean, I like think I like I have like the ability to make people laugh. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, I think that's a pretty, like, powerful thing to, you know, to do. Absolutely. The, the <laughs> you know? humor is one of the most attractive traits in a person. And I don't just mean that in a in an intimate sense. I mean that yeah. it pulls people in. I don't just, think I would have kept my job as long as I did back at the school or kept the job I have now if uh, people didn't enjoy being around me, too, oh, for no, the most I, part. Uh, absolutely. Because when you're at work, it's like, yeah, I mean, as long as you're getting what you have to do, done. done. Yeah. If you can make the day a little easier by lightening the mood. Yeah, I mean if you're good for team morale. So can I can <laughs> I can I say something actually? It's, that it's, we, it's the unoffended podcast. You say whatever you want. Okay, so let's talk <laughs> about something that we haven't spoken about in eight years since it happened. Eight years. To, to segue from saying something trying to make light of uh, dark situations. Okay. Trying to bring people up with your humor. Okay. Eight years, huh? Your brother's wedding. Oh boy! <laughs> you know, I, I I had a feeling this was going to come up. It, but well, so do you ever hear my backside story to that? No. Okay. I have not heard the backside story. All right. So obviously we're at the reception. So you're sure this is cool? Yeah. So what do you want? Yeah. Your father's right down there. Your brother's are gonna. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't listen. Okay. <laughs> so we're all out on the dance floor. Blah blah blah. Yeah. At that time, I was fat, miserable. And and it didn't take much for that switch to go off and for yeah. me to go from having a good time to feeling horrible about myself and wanting to yeah. get out of a social situation. Uh, and that happened for whatever reason. I don't remember why. I can only imagine. But mm-hmm. I wanted to leave the wedding. I go yeah. up to my room to change. I change into my street clothes. And I try, go figure, getting in my car to leave. Mm-hmm. And my cousin Jay was like, absolutely not. And he took yeah. my keys, snatched my keys from me. And I'm running around the outside of the tent trying to get after him. Yeah. He went back into the tent under the assumption that I wouldn't dare follow him in there yeah. in the state I was in. But sure enough, I was like a madman and I did. I followed him like basically out on the floor. Yeah. I was creating a scene and Jay was like, and like the family on your side that I don't know and her family that I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know 90% of the people. Yeah. So suddenly there's this dude in street clothes. They're like, who the hell is this? Yeah. And I remember uh, Jen, you know, she took me out 
and kind of calm me down and say, no, you're not leaving. Just calm down. You know, blah, blah. and then a couple minutes later, I'm like, I'm like feeling, I have a clear head. I'm like, man, I felt guilty. I'm like, I made an ass of myself. I made a yeah. bit of a scene at one of my good friend's wedding and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then uh, and I was yeah, like, that was all pushed to the wayside. Pretty literally quickly. as soon as she goes, Jen was like, yeah, you kind of did, but <laughs> don't worry. The night's still young. Let's just have some. And all of a sudden you just get <laughs> Full on brawl. The brawl. And I was just like, what are the fucking odds? Hell yeah. Thank God. All right. Nobody. I'm, I'm just a footnote oh, in the, on that. Yes. Yeah, I, have, I have no memory of you doing that. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't think anyone does, no. except for me no. and maybe Jason, but that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was just like, oh, I, I wasn't glad. Obviously, it was insane. I didn't really yeah. see too much. I really was only able to, I ran in there, but it was like the, the after effects, but all the police and stuff. and Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. The state police and were there. And your mother getting taken out of an ambulance and everything. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so, a shit show. I remember we're riding up the glass tube elevator. I don't know if you were in it. We, we got Kristen. She's got the basket of cards. as uh, the wedding party, essentially, and some close family. And we're going yeah. up the thing. And it looked like a movie, that overhead shot as it's slowly rising up. You see the roofs and of the ambulance <laughs> and the police car and all the lights and people being interviewed in the stretcher. I'm like... And everyone's just, Chris is just looking like yeah. straight ahead, stoic, silent. She wasn't crying. I'm sure she was she, horrified. She was, di- oh yeah, but she held it together. She was yeah. such a pro. And I commend her to this day for it. She was just phenomenal in the face of that sort of adversity. Yeah, that I mean, being said, I, be, me being me and still probably half cocked, I was just like, why? Well, I, I think I know what they're going to have to edit out of this wedding video. <laughs> Something like that. And it lightened the mood. And, and you know, and that's. That was Dude, always one of my a, what a shit show that was. That was always Dude. one of my strengths. So you know what's funny? You bring that up. My friend, I guess on some, uh, I guess um some morning radio station, they were talking about um. Yeah, the, that was me. No way. <laughs> that was me this morning on Toucher and Rich. That was you. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had no, no idea way. I had to. My friend texted me. I think, I think some guys on there talking about your brother's <laughs> wedding. Was that really you? No bullshit. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> My buddy texted me. Touch and rich. Yeah, well, I, I just had to get it out. I was like, oh, man. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I wish you tell the whole story. But I didn't mention names. I know, I no, no. I don't very, care. Oh, I don't care. I, I, well, dude, I mean, it's not about you. No offense. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it's, about, it's about Mike and Kristen. They're yeah. the only two people. But that's I left so out. And, funny. I mean, I mean, oh, Jesus, are they going to hear this? Who? Mike and Kristen. I mean, it was well, so long well, ago. Well, well, Mike listens. It's. I'm sorry, Mike. I love you, <laughs> and, but, and we haven't talked about it for eight years. And yeah. it, 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 whatever it happened, it wasn't my fault. But yeah. you know what I mean. But did you mention something about a wheelchair? I think did it. Someone get knocked out of a wheelchair? <laughs> I don't even know. That's what I thought I heard. Because my buddy was like, uh, it was yeah, someone was talking about your brother's wedding. With, 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 <laughs> Jesus, like, I knew it. Like, 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 who's in a wheelchair? Uh, no, I was, I was like, I threw a chair at a guy. I don't, yeah. I don't remember the wheelchair. Someone had said that an old lady was like in a wheelchair and she was like caught in the middle or near it or something. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just <laughs> how, how, how long we on the air for? Uh, like thirty seconds, if that. That's fucking hysterical. I'm sorry, dude. That's awesome. No, I think that's great. Put it this way: no one that didn't know will never know. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. So, but no, it's just funny how my friend texted me, and then it was you. <laughs> like what a weird <laughs> turn of events. You know what I mean? Because he told me. I was like, there's, there's no way someone called, but that's awesome, dude. Sorry about that. No, don't be sorry. Don't that was like 12 hours ago. <laughs> I, th- I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like, so Chris and Mike, uh, Lori, your dad, everyone, I yeah. it is what it is. It happened. 
the past. It was like, it was a decade ago. I, th- I, th- I think I spilled enough personal beans today that <laughs> no, no. someone else can take the spotlight. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're having. I don't. I know the kid. I don't know if you heard that. What a way to find out. <laughs> Calling me shot. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, number five. I mean, you. You know, I'm. I don't want to sound like a megalomaniac, but. A what? I, a megalomaniac, but I am partially responsible for that family's creation. I, didn't you introduce him or something? Essentially, yeah, because she had met my cousin, yeah. Jack, and and uh, and we like were all hanging out, and she took a bit of a liking to me. I took a bit of a liking to her, and yeah. Jacko didn't like that, and it created a bit of a tiff between he and I. And he took it way harder than I I it was anticipating. Or I, I, it was an asshole move in hindsight, but... Why were they dating or something? No, before? but he just had a huge crush on her. You know? Oh, he, he liked her. Oh, he liked her. He had just gotten back from Iraq and everything, and like. He, oh yeah, he was in the. I remember he was oh, in the yeah, army. He was, in a, he was. He was just looking for a girlfriend. I I, I didn't. I hadn't even considered it, and uh, and I wasn't used to any girl liking me, so I was just like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. So, uh, and it was it, nothing happened. Like I think we like kissed or something like that's about it. But like, uh, yeah, uh, Jacko lost his lost his cool about it, and. We all came to the agreement that it'd be better just for the three of us just to be friends, you know, and, and yeah. pass things up. And so, and then fucking Mike came and, flying and in. So we, yeah, we had, no, we we had like a party at his father's house. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike. Just, oh yeah, but true. <laughs> well, we had like a party at his, his my uncle John's house yeah. that um the the following weekend once we patched things up and everything was cool uh-huh. again because <clears throat> we didn't talk for like a month. It was horrible. And um, and and Mike, we invited all of our friends, and Mike was there, and. Mike was like, oh, that girl's pretty cute. Is she single? I'm like, she sure is, buddy. And here we are. <laughs> she sure is, buddy. You know? Oh, my God. Here we are. Here we are. Fucking number five on the way. Yeah, so. Do, do you know uh, You know me, me and Mike are on the, uh, uh, the apprenticeship program for, for Local 103? Yeah, what year are you? Well, we're both fifth years. Absolutely. So you guys are. And I, we're almost done. We've got a couple more weeks. I, I, I usually don't like talking about my day, day job, but... uh. Mike, he was, uh, he's probably going to be Apprentice of the Year. That's awesome. So, uh, but it's all five years. So, I mean, if, you know, like, Mike has the shoe in, unless he, like, you know, gets into a fist fight with one of the directors in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> then he should, but out of, out of, like, 180 guys, Mike was the best apprentice. That's incredible. You know, best, like, the best grades. Like, you know, everyone liked him. I mean, he was Just, always. Very talented with that work. I mean, you obviously learned from your father. And yeah. so, what are you guys with? Sully Mac or something? I don't mean to throw uh, names. No, I'm with uh, McDonald. Mike is with Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Hey, they, he, he's on all the big jobs. Mike does controls. He he, he works all like the tiny wires. Oh wow. You know what I mean. Oh, he's always going to be employed. Yeah. Well, Mike's he's pretty sharp. You know what I mean. He's he's gonna be a foreman. You know, like, like once he graduates and stuff. Now I feel we're, like, going, we're getting too far down the personal hole for the, uh, <laughs> the casual listener. <laughs> the casual listener. Yeah, yeah. probably. What are we do? How are we doing for time? Um, we're, we're at twelve minutes right now, so nice. we're at forty. I like to do an hour. I mean, but you know, we can yeah. start. We can start whenever you like. No, I mean, we're we're still rolling. We got you know the, I mean? the yeah. wheels greased here. Yeah. So, oh, definitely, definitely. So uh, I actually have a lot of guys at work who listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was uh. <laughs> Well, hopefully they enjoy it. Now, now, what do you? There's a part of me that's hesitant now to after, like now that like the, I have a tendency to just tell people too many things, and clearly I'm telling, putting all my personal shit on the thing. But 
is what it is. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, I kind of want to post a link, but then I'm like, I kind of don't want. Nobody else knows that like that previous story I told earlier about the bar and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, oh, I kind of. But dude, I think not many people can relate to that story. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen my ex girlfriend in public. I almost had a heart attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like drove in a coat rack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people relate to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll let him hear. Who cares? You know, life's too short. So yeah. Well, back to the, like so like I said, back to music. I'm hoping to be on that uh that second album train sooner than later. Yeah. I really uh. It, it, it'll mean a lot to me to get this uh, second one done. It's been three yeah. years. Huge. It'd be a huge uh, accomplishment to have it finished anytime this year while the calendar still says 2019 at the top. If, yeah. I, can, if I can have it finished and released before December 31st, then that'd be awesome. I'd like to. The sooner the better. But I, if, I, if, if I know me, then it's going to take two years. Yeah. But... Uh, but but I feel like it's I, I've had I kind of want to take these last five years and um and, and and mold everything together and and sort of come up with the best of the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always been a part of me that want to do like a quick EP, and I still might because there's a few songs that are a little strange, like that that song I was talking about about the the two rough experiences. Uh, that one I might just put out as a standalone single because it's almost like country blues. It has a lot of oh, really? blues piano and organs and and guitars and. And it's not going to sound like the sad dance pop music. Uh, so I might just throw that one out there as a how do you do. Yeah. But then, and then more, I'm like, and that one's like the only one. And then I listen, I'm like, well, I have like another piano driven ballad. I have a bunch of things. And even my first record really didn't follow too much of a singular formula, if you will. So it's like, I don't know, maybe I'll just keep it. But I, I want to put something out there. And that song, that, that one song in particular, um, especially now that I have like these juices flowing at, at a max. Uh-huh. I think I should just, and I do have it halfway recorded. I should just finish it and put it out as a single. It's very summery. It's a good, good sit by the pool, sit by the beach on a lake, boat, whatever. Good, uh, good music for that. Fireworks, that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's fucking summertime is coming up, you know, fucking right around the corner. Doesn't feel like it, but it is. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's May 1st tomorrow. Go figure. Is it really May 1st? Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, it's fly- fucking... almost half over. It flew by. You know? Blessing and a curse, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I, I feel like my birthday was three weeks ago, and that was like seven months ago. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah, seven months ago. Holy I'm shit. gonna be uh, 33 in July, the Larry Bird year, the big three three. You know, big three three. Hey, fucking you and whoever. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Big uh, things are happening. I want to make 33 the best age I've had so far. I, yeah. I do. I want to finish off 32 on a great note. I still have. Yeah. I still yeah. have two and a half months of that. So. Hey, fucking you know. So it's gonna be good. I, I just wanna, like I said earlier, I really uh, just wanna be happy, bud. I wanna, have, I wanna have a clear mind, and I wanna help others make good music. Uh, I wanna stop, you know, being self-destructive and just kind of be the best person I can be for my friends, my family, for myself. You know? Absolutely. And like I said, if I can make some good music along the way that people can enjoy and uh-huh. and it can speak to them when they're feeling all sorts of different emotions, uh, like a. A, a pick your weapon sort of thing for however you're feeling that's that's ultimately what i have in mind if i never make a penny off of it i don't give a shit you know hey man it's about you know it, it's about, it's about make people happy and put up in uh and just put a smile on the face yeah i'd you love know? to have my stuff in like a skateboard compilation video i've always wanted yeah. that. 
sort of <laughs> a skateboard. Does, does that come from like playing playing a Tony Hawk Pro Skater? I, I actually <laughs> was not a video game. I never was. Um, no, I play GoldenEye and stuff. N sixty four. I just don't. That's a yeah, throwback. I, I, I'm very. Uh, I'm. I'm kind of a luddite when it comes to technology. Uh, I, I. I. I record all my stuff by hand. Like yeah. I don't even have a, I don't own a laptop or a computer. The smartphone isn't even mine. It's for work. Like you know what I mean. Like oh, I really yeah. I I need other people to help me out. I just want to focus. I, I'm not a guest guest lot at all. I just want to. I mean, I should probably learn how to record my own music, have an interface and mics and stuff. But I just I have a little task here. Yeah. That, that and I never I, and I just demo off that and then I bring it mm -hmm. to someone with more knowledge and more equipment and uh, we just go from there. Um, like I. <laughs> I don't have Netflix. I'm not bragging. I'm not one of those people like, oh, I never, you know, I've seen Game of Thrones when I lived with people that had Netflix. I loved yeah. it, but I haven't followed that show in a couple of years and I'll see it eventually, shit like that. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I don't care about spoilers. I don't care who, you know, it is what it is, you know, because not to mention, I'm, I'm one of those people that I will seclude myself inside and I'll never, I mean, binge watching. I, I, when I lived with my friend Brian, I would just, just go ham on Netflix and just when my ex-girlfriend, I'd just sit at her house and just watch, well, our house, and just watch as much shit as I could. And, I, you know, it was fun in the moment, but you never feel, never felt fulfilled. You know, you don't want to consume too much of other people's that. You want to be able to create a little bit of your own somewhere in there. Oh, absolutely. But it's important to consume other art as well. Yeah. Equally, you know. No, but I mean, it's great. Like, you're doing what you love. You know what I mean? Like, you're really working hard at it. I mean, I've always been really big, really big into comedy. Like, I've done like stand up comedy in the past, but I mean, like, I've, I've got really big into like podcasting. And uh, I was like, you oh, know, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I'll just make my own podcast. I mean, it's a little weird, like, inviting people over a podcast. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's a little, you know what I mean? Like, but like, I was, I was, I was waiting for you to get here. I was like, oh. It's kind of weird. Just hit them up. Hey, you want to come over for this whacked up podcast? Yeah. But I mean, people seem to enjoy it though, which is it's a very big me which is medium right now. And yeah. and I put it this way, this will be the longest I've do, uh, do, donated my time to a podcast, yeah. listening or speaking. So go figure. Of course, like the the most I've dipped my foot in so far on a podcast has been. Me talking about myself. Go figure. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming over. I mean, I've known you for a very long time. Absolutely, I've always loved your music. You know, I think you're very talented. I, you know, I thought like I think you're meant to be here to play music. You know, what I mean, like you said, like I, I did surprise I got home that night. I mean, I mean, I mean, you, you, you get a talent. I mean, you're here to fucking, you know, spread your gift to people. You know what I mean? Thanks, man. Honestly, you know, I, for real. Um, I, you know? I think so too. Uh, I don't like my my work is a a vehicle that I use to support myself, obviously financially and health oh, insurance oh, and everything. And absolutely, it's important to and and I I like what I do for the most part. But you know when I'm driving around on a forklift or like you know scrapping metal and and uh, and loading trucks and signing and buying stuff like what you know the sheet metal, you know the trades. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a hand, a small, a very minuscule hand in some of the big, like the Wind Casino. Like I helped, helped, yeah. you know, by supplying that job. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I was there for like a year. Yeah, I can say like we can say we helped build it. You more so than I did, but <laughs> yeah, but um, but but that's that's not what I want to be known for. No, you know absolutely, I mean? Like, like, dude. I mean, I, I don't want to be known for hanging lights the rest of my life. You know yeah. what I mean? I want. I mean. This I just sort of I don't I started playing by ear. I have yeah. no idea how. And as soon as I started playing, I just understood it. Yeah. Um, 
not on like a brilliant level by any means. I'm, I, I hope this doesn't sound like I'm bragging, but no, no. from from what I I just thought that it was easy. I found it easy. I understood yeah. it. And then when, the more people that encountered me and my ability to do like, to transcribe a song by ear, yeah, which I don't like. It's not like I was transcribing like you know like Beethoven's fortieth you know, or something, Mozart's fortieth, <laughs> whatever it is. No, it's I, not like I was doing that. Like yeah, you know, well, like I'm reading it backwards, but. I was taking simple pop songs and transcribing them note for note, and it was and it was easy. Yeah. And and uh, I took it for granted to a degree because I didn't. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But the more people I encountered that were like, I can't mm-hmm. do that, and I'm like, yeah, sh- why not? I'll show you how. Yeah. And they just didn't get it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I guess I got something going here. This is meant to be. And turns out there's no one in my family, please. No one does. No one. None of my cousins, oh, really? aunts, no, uncles nobody? on either side. My cousin Chris is an accomplished uh, violist. Plays viola. What, what, what is that? Um, it's a larger violin. It's halfway oh, between really? the cello and the violin, and um, it's a string, obviously instrument. Yep. But other than that, I can't find any trace of uh, anyone in your family. Anyone doing that? But then it turns out that my mother's grandmother, my great grandmother, mm-hmm. played a ballet, and she played beautifully, according to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was the last grandchild that was born while she was still alive. She passed away shortly after I was born. Oh, really? I'm not going to say it and be like, and her abilities passed on to me. You know, like <laughs> no, I, but, no but, I, I, I understand what you're saying. But, but yes. that sort of that sort of family yeah. lineage sort of thing. You, you like to think something yes. was sort of fateful. Yeah, and absolutely. Sort of meant to be, and so so so, so she died the year you were born. I I believe so because my cousin Katie is not much younger than me. She's probably she was probably born. I want to say her birthday is in the fall of 86. Yeah. So she had to have died within two months of my birth. Yeah. Um, and and just so take of that what you will. Uh, but, you know, as soon as I started playing, mm-hmm. uh, when I got my first keyboard, I was inseparable. I took it everywhere. We'd mm-hmm. go on vacations to Florida, like me and the Jacko and Jason and all that. Yeah, you I'd bring it. my keyboard with me and have it in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I, I was a Domino's pizza driver, I was actually... Um, I'm quasi, I'm, I'm acquaintances, I guess I could say friends, because yeah. I don't want to name drop him, because he has probably way more closer friends than me, but there's a comedian named Dickie Stock, he's very talented, he's a very talented kid, but he, he was, mm-hmm. we were both drivers at Domino's in Rockland back in 06, 07, and uh, the only reason why I'm name dropping him is because like, that's a connection to a, a person who I admire, and I think is very cool and talented, uh-huh. but I used to bring my keyboard into the back room. Really, and in between drives, I would just set up and play. Yeah, um, and then obviously at my at the private school, I would never work. I would just simply play keyboard. I just, <laughs> I, even at my shop right now, my keyboard's yeah. in the shed. My keyboard's in the tool shed. Oh, really? I, I put it on the on the forklift. Yeah, and I sit sit a chair like I put it on the forks, just high like knee <laughs> that's height. That's awesome. And that's my keyboard stands the forklift, yeah. and I, yeah, I just um. All the guys must love that, huh? You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. They don't give a shit, you know. But no, I don't I, that's too bad. So, so, but I, I ended up playing at one of my boss's retirement party and stuff. Yeah. I was sort of the MC. That was fun. But um, that is, that's awesome. But I get asked to do weddings and stuff, and uh, and for friends and family, for strangers and and gigs, and and it's just um, I love it. I'll never stop playing. Like uh, it's been inseparable ever since. I, and then I always had this weird sense when I go to like, say, if I was like visiting a college, mm-hmm. for, like another show, or, or or for like my sister, I'd walk into like the the rec building and I'm like I can sense a piano there's a piano around here somewhere <laughs> and I would fucking there it is it'd be under a yeah. cover stuff in a corner be, no one want to fucking play it yeah. I'd walk over lift it up I'd stop playing they used to that time when they'd put them around Boston all the pianos like, yeah. I would just drive into town by myself and just go play on all the different ones and that's fucking and awesome it, it was just I love uh, there's nothing better in my that I enjoy doing 
my time and when I'm behind the piano, whether people are listening or not, I just, I feel uh, fulfilled. Um, feels right. Time slows down. And uh, I, I feel such a self pride and, and self worth behind the keyboard than, than I do at any time. That's fucking awesome, dude. Thanks, man. That, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. Like I, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, you you meet so many people like caught up in like social media and bullshit and nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you meet someone. You know what I mean? Someone like you is you just you just have like, this like pure love for playing music. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like like you said, you drove around Boston by yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to play. I I drive to the piano mill in Rockland, and I you just know what I, mean? they, they, I got a job there. Yeah. See, like so, take the piano mill for example, like. They just have a showroom full of pianos. All the hoods open. Yeah. It's like a car guy going into like a vintage car yeah. dealership and being able to test drive whatever the fuck he yeah, wants. Yeah, whatever you want. They let me come in and just play and nobody's yeah. in there except for the dude behind the counter. He's yeah. not even listening. And I can just do whatever I fucking want. And and then every now and then people will come in looking to buy and, and yeah. they'd hear me playing and they'd be asking me for my advice on piano. I have no idea. Like how, <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm like, but I just give them my thoughts and opinions. Yeah, and no, yeah I, yeah. I helped. I'm a customer. I'm, I'm technically a, yeah, you're the customer. a customer, another yeah. customer. And I helped sell yeah. a, f a few pianos. I would give like little yeah. quick lessons. Like just, just the piano. Parents yeah. walking around with like little kids and they'd like yeah. let the kid sit next to me on the bench and I'd show her how to like play a little ditty and, 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 and that's another thing. I just love being around like little kids. I think yeah. they're like, not in the creepy way, obviously, but <laughs> no, I but, hear you. I hear you. But I, I feel you. like I can like connect with them on some level because it's like this, like sort of like innocence. I that... mean, just to add, not to interrupt you, add to that. Do you remember the piano at at uh, Carnell Spellman High School in the auditorium? It's a Baldwin baby, the Baldwin nine foot grand actually, but, 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 six point five. But but, but you remember when there was some sort of function going on? And you grabbed me like, hey Jerry, fucking come in the auditorium with me, and you played the piano. Like in the empty auditorium, yeah. you know, like I do. I still remember that. To yeah, this day. and I think I kind of remember that you too. You know what I mean? Honestly, I would do stuff like that all the time. My uncle I mean, Joe, fucking crush it. For, for any of my yeah. like Spelman friends that might have to listen to this, my yeah. senior year, my uncle Joe, we had like a quasi religion class. It yeah. was like air ministry or something like that, and I was just so bummed out about myself, especially senior year of high school. I went. I just yeah. yeah. Now, well, you were a year behind, Mike. Yeah, right? I was 05. He was 04. I should yeah. have been 04. I'm older than everyone in my class, mostly. I'm older than a lot of people in 04, but yeah. but I, I would have changed my class for the world. I love all those guys. Yeah. But um, that being said, especially towards the end, like the last semester, I just got so like I lost all that weight, you know, mm -hmm. and I just like went mental. And I, my my uncle was very like lackadaisical. It was almost like a college class. I'm like, Uncle Joe, can I use the bathroom? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I'd get up, put my backpack on, and walk out, yeah, and I would just go to the auditorium. And I remember um, I would just jam, and they had the sound system, and I knew how to work it. And I would yeah. put on the CD that me and Dan Carter made, and I'd listen and sit there in the empty auditorium and play my own music, and no one would bother me. Yeah, I wasn't hurting anyone, but I should have been in class. But it was just like, and that's just how it was. I went yeah. to college. I went to school in Vermont, Linden State. Yeah. I dropped out because I cut class not to drink or party. I, I, I was constantly – they had pianos everywhere. They had pianos in the fucking foyer to the bathroom. Really? Like, oh, yeah. They just had <laughs> yeah, beautiful Yamaha, like G2 upright yeah. pianos. Like, baby, they had a Steinway 9 foot. It was 105 grand. I was just in heaven. And next thing I know, I'm like, I'm not even – Why were there pianos everywhere, though? <laughs> they, they, it was like one of the state schools for, like, music lessons. They just oh, had them so everywhere. They them, okay. And uh, they just had them everywhere. And then so I – was academic probation. I went back home, and my mom was like, "You get go to Massasoit, go to Massasoit, bingo." Found all the panels there. I would drive this. Uh, I, well, I didn't even have a car, then I would bingo. get rides, 
and I would just find all the panels. That yeah. had. I remember one time I was in the Massasoit Auditorium by myself. Yeah, I, I went to the Massasoit myself, but go ahead. Sorry. God bless you. The lights are all off. <laughs> I, I, I felt my way in the dock to the stage. I'm like, yeah. there's got to be a piano here. Backstage, sure enough, yeah. big fucking night. I don't know what brand it was. Yeah. I lifted up the cover, lifted up the, the hood, and yeah. I started playing. And I saw the door open at the top of the auditorium. You can see the light. They're like, hello? Is someone in here? And I stopped playing. So, so he was playing in the dark? No, I stopped. Exactly. Yeah. And I stopped playing. Yeah. And they're like, it's, excuse me, is someone in here? And like, I, I, I like didn't play. And then all of a sudden I started playing. So like, ding, ding. And they like got freaked out and shut the door. And I just booked it. I left. They probably went and got like the police or something. But yeah, I'll never forget that. You must do this. He's probably telling that as a ghost story to oh, this yeah. day. I'm on academic probation to this day from that school. I yeah. just, and I just started working full time. But that's just... I, do I have regrets, I guess, in a way? Yeah, because I, I kind of financially hamstrung myself by not yeah. having some sort of lucrative job. But I, I, I just don't give a fuck about money. I don't. I know I need it. Yeah. And, and, you know what I mean? But uh, but I'm you know I'm single. I don't have any kids. I just I, I just want to play piano, man. That's all I want to do, dude. <laughs> I know that I sound like a loser, but... No, no, dude. I mean, it's a fucking... You know, I mean, no, don't I, get me I, wrong. I do. Awesome. I want to I own my own home. Yeah, I love that, and love to have a great piano in a home, and that's maybe yeah. a dog or a kitten, you know. Yeah, no. And and uh, and just uh, that's just give me a small little Cape cottage house somewhere. Yeah, like in the woods. You just want a, like enough to get by. Give right? me a couple pianos, a, a kitty and a pup. Yeah, a something and uh, yeah. a TV, and just leave me alone. So so you you can't you can't read music at all, which is all by ear. All by yeah, I, I still can't to this day, dude. I tried, yeah. and I, I probably should put more of an effort into it because that limits my ability to get gigs. You know, like yeah. I can't do accompaniment in theater. I can't. It, it limits my ability to play because I, I'm not bragging about it. I mean, am I proud that I was able to do it without music? Well, absolutely. Oh, That's a feat in of itself. But absolutely. But it, it, it I can only plateau. And yeah. to truth be told, I do feel like I'm, my playing is plateauing. And if mm-hmm. I can learn how to read. And have some sort of semblance of of, of sight reading ability, I'd be all the better for it. I don't even know how to read fucking shots, dude. Like I need to, I gotta learn how to read shots. Like I gotta start there. Shots are like chordal pitches. You know what I mean? They're not. It's not music, but it still gives you a better idea than hearing it. Um, if you if you can, my ear is extremely strong, but yeah. it's not perfect by any means. I don't have perfect pitch. I'm, no one yeah. does except for a couple of savants, but. But uh, so I would love to learn, and now that I, you know, now that for the foreseeable future I'm, I have no one to answer to but myself, I, I'd mm-hmm. love to download that app. There's this app that um, a music teacher had shown me. Yeah, it's like, like this monster. Like it shows you the note, and you have to on the staff, and you have to get the note correct, and a monster will eat it. Mm-hmm. And if you get it wrong, the monster doesn't eat it. It's for little kids. Yeah, and uh, and that's the level I'm at, and it was fun, and yeah. I was getting good at it, and then I and then I, I kind of stopped, I fell off. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out what that app was called. I'm just gonna have to Google it. If anyone knows, email me later. On. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's a start there. Yeah, you know, because like, you know, I I'll, I remember one time when I first started going to like real studios. They had Pro Tools, and my cousin at the time I worked with, he was a producer. Yeah, of pop music, hip hop, and stuff like that. And he was very appreciative and, and uh, impressed with my skills. And he goes, play something. Because we were talking about my inability to read. Because he yeah. could read. He was in like a, the marching band. Uh-huh. He goes, play something that you wrote. And I played a piece that I wrote. And, and I didn't think anything of it. And he goes, just all right, go over there. And he turned me away from the computer screen. And he goes, all right, come over here. And then on the screen is a complicated looking piece of music. With double mm-hmm. staffs and ties and dotted. And, 
and I had no idea what the fuck it was. It looked like uh, it looked like Arabic. I, I, yeah, this is no idea. No idea. And he, I'm like, he's like, can you read that? I'm like, no, I can never read that. He's like, <clears throat> you can play it. I'm like, I can. He's like, dude, this program transcribes what you play. That's your song. No shit. I, it was the most insane feeling. I know. That's and like, cool, that was ten dude. years ago, but all yeah. that, I almost cried. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, it's possible. It's somewhere in there for me to do that. But I, I, I remember that being very emotional seeing my music written out like that yeah um and god knows if the computer got it correctly i'm sure it, it wasn't perfect at the time it was 2007 but yeah i was only 21 but i remember being like like holy shit you know both staffs and everything and like i said uh-huh. ties and whatever it was just yeah it was it was it was a trip man i i, I was humbled but yeah that's definitely must have been mind-blowing you know like oh, i did that you couldn't then you couldn't read it back I mean, I'm sure I don't know. It's it's probably just just probably how your brain works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Because I I must have ADD or something because it's hard for me to focus even to this day. And yeah. so if my mother had made me take piano lessons and I had to sit down with some old lady in like a little cabin and <laughs> and, and play like you know canon or whatever or do yeah. like the. Uh, so so you never took any lessons. No, I I I'll, I'll be truthfully. I took some certain lessons. This uh, woman, her name is Sue Catalano. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. Um. I when I used to play drums, I played drums for the Spellman Spring shows, and she'd say, "She's like, we can't pay you, but if you drum, I'll give you five free piano lessons." And so she showed me how to like cross o- cross over and stuff. This like oh, this before cool. I got into YouTube. This yeah, like, it was yeah, only yeah, like yeah. Before YouTube, so like you didn't have that. Yeah. So she showed me how to cross over and run yeah. scales and stuff. Yeah. And when she showed me how to run a C scale and how to like and get that finger independence and the between hands and fingers going my yeah. t- taking just took off my playing just took off and i took it from there mm-hmm. i can't lie i'm not 100 percent self-taught by any yeah. means i don't think anyone really is but no. but um but uh, but the few piano lessons i did take were extremely enriching and valuable uh for me that's that you know yeah but that was years ago right though oh yeah that was in 05 yeah it was going out of high ago. school maybe 04 uh-huh. you know so, like, did you ever play the drums anymore? Or no, you just no. I still have my kit that I I have my kit from uh, the Fray days of yeah. Academy, but I stuffed in my mother's basement. And go figure, I live there now. I haven't touched it in forever, but yeah, it's 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 a little piano's a little more forgiving. People would would rather hear piano than drums being smashed. So. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so just just practicing in yeah, the house. I'm 32, and I have to go. Hey, mom, can I play the piano downstairs for a little yeah, bit? Because yeah. it is her house. Yeah, I have respect. Hey, man, I, I I still live in my dad's house. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> you know? I'm saving up for my own place. You know, I already set yeah. up my own house, but no, I, I, but yeah. in the meantime, I have to respect you know the boundaries and. I can't yeah. go hammering away like a madman yeah. at 2 a.m. <laughs> no, I, I would, Sometimes I do. I'll come home and I'll be a little emotional and I'll be like, I got to get this out. Yeah. No, no, like you said, I think the, the piano is much more, you know, it's much more, uh, what's the word? Yeah. Uh, tolerable. Tolerable. In the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, I can't, unless it's like the dead of night, I can't imagine someone calling the police. Someone's playing piano beautifully. Get him down here. You know, make it stop. Yeah, that would never happen. No. Yeah. They're very depressed. No, that's a good point. A lot of minor chords. No. I mean, it was just, there's there, something kind of magical about the piano. Because yeah. not too many people can play it. I mean, I, I look at it, I, I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? I hit a couple of keys, make some noise. But to be able to play, I mean, it's kind of like a, 
It's, it's a very like like rib dying art maybe. I don't. I, you're the only person I know who plays the piano. Really, there's, there's still enough out there, at least in the scene. Yeah. But there's plenty of people. But um, but yeah, you just you gotta get out there more, man. Jesus, I don't know. I no, just no. <laughs> no um, the thing with piano, and here's why it was easy yeah. for me to pick up. Yeah. Right, trumpet, it, trumpet. You have to press yeah. your lips. Violin, you have to press the strings. Even guitar, you don't have to manipulate the instrument. All you have to do is press it, and it, it does the work for you. Yeah. But here's the thing. How do you do it in a rhythm with harmony and in tempo? That's where the trick comes in. But yeah. but to just <clears throat> try making a C note on a violin, you're not gonna. But any any piece of shit can walk up to piano and hit C, and this, it'll sound just as good mm. as a classically trained pianist hitting that C note. But try try blowing a B flat on a trumpet, you're not. It's not happening. Yeah, you, get not trumpet, happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're multi, like the like bassoon or sax it's not fucking happening yeah. you know what i mean but to, so it's the you can sit down and it's it's linear it's lined out for you yeah. those black notes are, are the natural pentatonic scale they're the half steps in between the white notes once you get that concept yeah. you're fine and 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 it's just getting the two hands going at the same yeah. time that's people people are very intimidated by that it's not that hard just take your left hand and go one, two, three with three fingers. Pick any three fingers and just go one, two, three, one, two, three. Mm. And then take your right hand and go one, two, three. Din, 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 din. It's easier than you think. It's, it's, it's like patting your head and rubbing your belly. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, someone who has no no musical talent, I see people with music talent. You just, it fucking blows me away. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I I got buddies who are like really good guitar players. Like my friend Ben Common is a really good guitar player. Yeah, they're a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? Can't walk down the street without running into ten of them. No, <laughs> I, but I, I, no. I respect the guitar. Believe me. But ben, he's 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 very talented. You gotta be. You That's know? how you stand out when you play guitar. Yeah. I don't mean sorry for all the guitar players out there. No, but I can't but, play a lick. But, but, but no, that's what I was saying though. A lot more people play the guitar than play the piano. Yeah. You but there I mean? are a lot of people. But see, the piano is always a lot of people's second, third instrument. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. They're not a lot of primary pianists. Well, because it, it doesn't really have that like the like the shine, like like the attraction. You know I mean? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like the, that seventies sexy rock star piano with yeah, the guitar yeah. solo in the hair. Yeah. yeah. I, I still see that to a, to a degree to this day. But I fucking make sure I, I play. Yeah. I go. I curl my piano when I'm playing, like my keyboard rather. Yeah. Like I'll pull it in one hand and yeah. I'll play. I, I turn into a douche. I I stand on it. I bleed on it. I smash my face into it i yeah. try to go ham dude hey, like, yeah, get, absolutely man uh, like the quadrifunk shows i just go absolute balls to the wall because it's it's an honor and i always say this to people it's an honor and a privilege to be on stage and to perform even oh, in front absolutely. of one person i don't care if it's the fucking bartender or the, yeah. the dude from the next band it not everyone gets to do that and i don't know how much longer i'll be able to do that for you never know yeah. they could throw me out today you know um yeah. i have no idea so when i'm up there I want to play like it's the last fucking thing I'm going to do on this earth. Because like, I, I think morbidly. I do. It's bad. Yeah. Like, I could get killed in a car accident on the way home from the venue. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like, so when, when I, there, yeah, there are nights where I, I'm just like not into it and I just kind of lay back as mm-hmm. long as my, but like when I'm into it, man, when I'm up yeah. on stage and even if I sound like shit because I'm going so crazy. Because yeah, no. people are there to see a show, people don't go out to yeah. hear a show. They go yeah, out to absolutely, see it. Yeah. And, they, and then they, and then they just so happen to also hear it. So you got to give them something to look at. You know what I mean? Even if the band's not tight, entertain them. Get let them let them know that you at least gave a fuck. Oh, absolutely. Not, what would you rather see? A, a bad sounding band that just is into it and going ham, or 
a bad sounding band that's just also standing there. It's boring. It is boring. Like I've seen some filthy type bands, but they just stand so still, and yeah, it's like yeah, it's like, hard to get into it. But the filthy type bands that go high. Yeah, well, and throwing themselves around. People want the energy. People want the excitement. Yeah. You, know what you I mean? want people to dance, you fucking dance. You yeah, gotta exactly. do it first. You you know gotta, how, how can you convince people? You gotta lead the charge. Yeah. And, and I love doing that. I can't dance. I'm the goofiest, most yeah. uncoordinated son yeah. of a bitch. I, 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 I mean, I can cut some serious rock, but I'm I, sure you can. I, I don't want to break. Like, let's go out in the front yard. I'll, th- I'll throw you a baseball. Watch. <laughs> You'll, you'll, uh, let me throw you a deep in cut. You'll be fucking, I'll be embarrassed. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, nowadays I'd be out of breath, but. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'd look horrible doing it. You know, it's all like Tim Tebow, they say. Put it that way. Use your imagination. So, I, uh, but that being said, I, I, uh, I hope to always do music and just, and live a good life and, and be a good friend and family member, you know? Be a good citizen, a steward of the earth, if you will. That's all I can ask for. Nice quick. That's all I got. Fucking goes by fast, dude. Dude, I'm gonna be 29 this year. Yeah, enjoy the last year of your 20s, man. I'm telling you, take take it by the balls. It's gone by quick. Get yourself back into shape, whatever level you feel comfortable at. I'm not gonna yeah. s- t- criticize it. Get yourself to where you feel good about yourself mentally, mm-hmm. when you, where you feel pride and 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 self love and self worth, and and drive that into the ground for for the year 29. So you can look back at your 20s and say, I you know you might not have been too proud of certain moments, but yeah, at least that's for sure. at least I ended it. Uh-huh. on the bang and set the table for the 30s uh-huh. because i've loved my 30s so far i'm in my yeah. uh, just you know i i know earlier in the show it sounded like pretty d- down and dumb but i yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be fine dude i'm yeah. gonna be absolutely fine i have a lot to offer the world yeah, absolutely and to, and to other people and i've i haven't felt this good about myself uh in a long time mm-hmm. and, and and never in my 20s but in my 30s man and 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 you know you're only getting older so yeah. that's, that's that's my advice to you young lad <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, man. I had a blast. No, thank you. Um, I I hope you come back. Absolutely, of course I will. Hopefully, we'll have Ghost Chief on. <laughs> Hopefully, is it Ted and Danny right up yeah, there? Is just you and two other guys? Uh, there's a couple other guys that might be on stage, but if you want uh, me to the band, it's me and Ted. Yeah. And then, and, and and no offense to Danny, he has Professor Caffeine, but he he is a big hand in this band as well so okay. the three of us could easily be up here and would have a yeah, ride i mean any yeah anytime you want to come back on steve all right buddy all right thank you
see through here now. And it's a uh, puppy ball toy. So 